Hubhopper Originals Hi listeners, thank you so much for coming on to listen to this podcast. This one is going to be a little different from uh, most of the others that I've uploaded so far in as much as this is going to be about a book that I have written for um, adults. Most of the others are for children or for young adults and of course adults do read them too. But this one is really for adults and about older people, about older women. It's a book called Pure Sequence, uh, which I wrote when I was on a writer in residency in Missouri. Um, But it was a book that had been living with me for a while, as most of my books do. Um, It was uh, inspired by so many wonderful older women in my life. My mother, my mother-in-law, my Masi, who was my six-month mother, my Nani, who had a wicked sense of humor, um, other Masis, Bhua-in-law, Nano Bhua, who was um, an older lady, but oh, such a good friend of mine. So, Pure Sequence which is a Roli book uh, published by Roli. Uh, so here I'm going to just read to you and just give you a start, starting flavor. The click of counters, the clink of a cup on saucer, the crunch of dentures on biscuits, the snap of shuffled cards, the bids. These were the old lady sounds that emanated once a week from this ensemble of four women. Declared, smiled Satya. Hi, hi, I've got a full hand. Free hand with a paplu for me. I have a rotten full hand, Kunti muttered. Aise, asin, nabbe, pure, saw, yo-ho. Full hundred. Hi, Satya, the luck is really running with you today, lucky yaar. Too good. You dealt me a six-card pure sequence. I got too excited looking at my lucky hand, Satya laughed. Don't forget what they say. Lucky in in cards, unlucky in love, 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 they chorused. (laughs) It was a word that they loved to say, especially in chorus, out loud. For it wasn't a word that one boldly mouthed on one's own, especially not at our age, uh, as uh, as Kunti liked to say. Um, each one uttered the word love with their own special meanings. Because each one in her own way felt that they didn't have enough love Definitely not as much as each one deserved. Truth be told, they weren't even far off the mark. Love was not an over-the-counter commodity for them in these autumnal years. Love flowed downwards now from them to others, whoever the others might be. It was different for each one, 
an ill almost on his deathbed for seven years husband in the case of Sheila, grandchildren in the case of Tosh, who couldn't have enough of them, and Kunti Chadda, who had altogether too much of her, of her grandchildren. But love was probably the rarest commodity for Satya, a spinster alone in her little DDA MIG flat, bought out of a teacher's salary scraped together over 40 years. Kyun unlucky kehte ho apne aap ko satya? You're not unlucky. In fact, you're lucky to be your own master. Uh, do as you like, when you like, how you like. Yes, not like me, hai na, Tosh? You'll agree, my life is so full of fighting, fighting, fighting. Are at least you have people to fight with. All I fight is loneliness. Satya's voice broke, edged with tears. And your dudwala and your part-time woman, don't forget them. You fight with them all the time. The other three women burst into laughter. Ha ha, make fun of me. I'm used to it. First, it was the school children who used to make fun of my saris and my English pronunciation. Now you, theek hai, mazak kar lo. After all, I'm just a washed out yellow. This last was muttered low, not meant for the others to hear. Perhaps she didn't really say it out loud. Satya often saw people in colors. She had assigned each of her friends a color. She never shared this with it, with the others, knowing that they would laugh at her whimsical ways. She herself was a pale yellow, sometimes pretty in a soft way, but most often pasty and too pale, with so pale that she would be barely noticeable, mostly like a DDA yellow. Sheila Satija a leafy green like new leaves, was used to mothering adults and soothing cranky tantrums and she quickly poured a soothing cup of elaichi chai. Relax, Satya, have some chai. Come on, it's only a joke. How come the joke is always on me, huh? You tell me that. Acha, acha, bhai, sorry, said Kunti, who had started it all. Chalo ji, whose deal is it? And they went back to playing their cards. Um, and then I'm just going to jump quite a bit further. The friendship of these women is so powerful. And I, I just want to read to you um, from where they went to, where they go to uh, meet a friend. Now, if I can only find that page, of course, it's disappeared right now. Yes, here it is. <laughs> One uh, Every month, the friends go and meet, uh, uh, go to somebody's house and they get together and they play cards together. Uh, one such monthly meeting, Tosh told them that Simi, a classmate from their school, had landed up in hospital. They went to see her in the hospital instead of going for their lunch and for their card game. And they were shocked to see the bruises and fractures that she had sustained in a violent beating by her husband. Simi was one of the first of the group to get married. They were all very young then. 
They had all been to her wedding. They'd all been the sakhis who had brought the bride out and giggled when she had hit them on their heads with her silvery kaliras so that they would get married soon, which of course is a Punjabi custom in case you're wondering. You don't really hit them. You just bounce these silvery kaliras onto the heads of unmarried girls. The next time that they had all met up, they had giggled and giggled over the thrill of imagining Simi's wedding night. Now, seeing her in hospital, battered and defeated, they held her wounded hand as she sobbed and asked them to let her die. I can't go back to him. I won't go back to him. She had sobbed. They could do nothing for Simi right then except wipe her tears. Simi's family was very conservative and girls did not have a voice to speak up. It broke their hearts when they heard that a week later, Simi was carted off to her husband's house unceremoniously. But when the four friends met up the next time, they took a pledge never to accept being slapped or hit. They pricked their fingers as Kunti insisted. They pressed drops of blood into each other's wounds and became blood sisters. And they swore that they would stand up for each other and never let violence enter their homes. The first time Sheila's husband had slapped her, she left the house. She went straight to Tosh's army bungalow and cried and cried and cried until Tosh was crying with her too. And then... Gathering courage far beyond what they thought they had, they went back to Sheila's home and confronted her husband. He was so startled that he didn't say anything when Tosh, in her sweet, gentle way, told him that they would go to the police if he laid another hand on Sheila. They hadn't told any of the, the other two about it, though. It was too shameful a secret. That's true, isn't it? Domestic violence is a shameful secret. Um, so months, almost a year later, and I'm jumping ahead again, uh, Satya, the remember the spinster who lives on her own, decides to sell her home. And um, so uh, as she got the check and cash payment from the sweet little old man, who was buying the house. He had been a neighbor all along uh, and um, he he was buying this house for his son. So as she gets the check and cash payment from the sweet little old man, she was startled when he suddenly took her by the hand and his face crumpled. They'd had a polite neighborly relationship, getting milk and sugar from each other when the need arose. When his wife had died some 15 years ago, she was the one to bathe the body and send food over. Nothing more than that. He seemed eager to say something now, but obviously his heart was so full that he was choking on his words. Bhai Saab, Satya began, trying to help him as his mouth opened, but no words came. Bhai Saab, you have been such a pillar of strength and comfort to me. No, he choked. No. She didn't know what he meant by this or how to respond, so she just waited. Finally, he lifted one hand of hers while tightening his grip 
with the other as though afraid that she would flee. He wiped his eyes under his smeary glasses and they fell back askew on his nose, but he didn't seem to notice. It's you, he whispered, whimpered almost. It, it, it's, it's you. You have been a source of strength to me. Wish, wish, with you here, I, I, I never felt alone. I thought, I thought, I, I never thought of the possibility that you would go. His left, he left her hand now and looked up at her like a puppy, pleading with her not to leave him alone. She was completely caught off guard. This was a surprise indeed. Bhai Saab, I'm not going away now. I'm just, I'm just shifting. Not even so far away. I, I, I'll come and see you sometimes, okay? He grabbed her hand again as though he might drown in his sorrow. Pr pr promise? You promise? He gulped. Yes, 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 I promise I will. And suddenly he leaned forward and he laid his head lightly on her chest. She was a foot, she was a head and a half taller than her, than, than him. She was the much taller of the two. And suddenly he laid his head gently on her chest. Then he straightened, straightened up and they both pulled away, embarrassed, awkwardly, not knowing how else to comfort him. She straightened his glasses onto his nose, turned and left, going as quickly down the stairs as she dared. She felt oddly elated, pleased at how much she had suddenly meant to so many people. So that is a um, little taste of a book that I think is a very charming book. And what I really treasure about it is that there is so little written for older people, especially older women. And why not? They have the most wonderful stories to tell. And let me just share that I was... Um, uh, I was kind of always kind of I had this wonderful, comforting, cooling feeling of having these older women in my life. And since I've written this book some years ago, I've lost some of them and I deeply miss them. Uh, but just listening to when I was researching this book, I would hang out at the India International Center and places where older people hung out and I would shamelessly eavesdrop onto their conversations. See, what are their concerns? What are their worries? What do they grumble about? What do they love? What do they laugh about? Uh, and that's where I got this and uh, this book from. And it's really quite lovely that some you know there was this woman when I was doing a reading at the Jaipur Literature Festival there was this lovely lady who uh, was listening to it um, and I saw at one point when one of the husbands dies um, this woman was crying and afterwards she asked me how did you know and I said what do you mean and she said how did you know that this is exactly what happened to me. 
And afterwards, she said something so charming. She said, you know, I wish these were my friends because they have each other's company. They have each other's support and joy. I have to go to see a movie on my own. I mean, for her, these women were real. Um, and I think that's that to me is the beauty of these books. These are real women out there. I hope you notice them. I hope you love them, honor them, because they deserve to be. More soon. Bye. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट